Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this month's show, we're talking about, well, I'm going to say it's, a, no, it's not a classic of Doctor Who, actually, but let's see what we think about it. We're doing Mark of the Rani, and uh, this is a sort of a, sort of a, a target review stroke um, televised uh, review um, as well. Basically, it's, it's re- it, well, yeah, it's just a review of all of it, really, it's, all, all yeah. its, in all its media. So, uh, so we'll come to that later on. But um, as we've been away for a, for a month, what's been in the news? Um well, to start off with, before we get into the news proper, I think one of the things that did happen, we saw the release of The Power of the Daleks, uh, reanimated uh, Blu-ray, and um, I, I have watched it, but you haven't watched it yet, have you? I haven't watched it you yet. You haven't no. watched it yet. Um, there's a lot of content, there's three, I mean, if you haven't bought it yet out there, I mean, it's um, there's three Blu-rays in there, so there's a, there's a hell of a lot of content. Um, however... I can't actually tell the difference between the old animation and the new one. I, I haven't watched the old one for a long, long time. Um, and I can't tell the difference, to be honest. So I don't really know what I've shelled out for. <laughs> well, I, to be, I didn't buy the original, so I'm quite now happy to, to, have, to have had the chance to buy that. Oh. I'd actually forgotten I'd bought it until it dropped through the door. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's... Um, this is the third time I bought it because I bought it through that that um, that ill-advised venture by the BBC, the BBC Store, because um, you you could only watch the um, the stuff you purchased through their own player, which I thought was crazy. Um, then it came out on DVD, or DVD Blu-ray, so I bought that, and now I bought it again. Um, so I think it's almost on a par with Spirit from Space for me at the moment for the amount of times I've purchased it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think the only difference is I think on the the. You're now just waiting for them to announce they found the, the original copies, aren't you? I know, exactly. <laughs> and I will be buying it again. In that. Um, I think the only thing is, the on the Blu-ray, it's the, it's a, a monochrome version only. Um, there isn't a colour version, because on the, on the old DVD, you had a choice of monochrome or colour. Yeah. Uh, but this time, you only get a, a monochrome, which, I suppose, ties in with what you would have watched back in the 1960s. So, yeah. Yeah. It's still a cracking story, though. I've got to be honest. It really is. I, I love yeah. Power of the Daleks. So no, I am. I am looking forward to <clears throat> to watching it. Yes, yes. You, yeah, you won't be disappointed. It's good. It's really good. But, um, but anyway, what else is happening in the news? Well, we got some more uh, Blu-ray uh, news a bit a bit later. Um, but unfortunately, since we've um, sort of last recorded, uh, a couple more people connected to the Doctor have sadly passed away. Um, so just after we put out the um, our last episode, I think we'd actually recorded it, and it was in the can um, when this this person died. El Cameron, actor uh, El Cameron, was the longest uh, act lived actor ever to appear in Doctor Who, has died at the age of one hundred and two. Um, yes, yeah, so that was at the beginning of the month, so that's that proves how long ago this was now. So obviously, um, with Doctor Who, he appeared in William Hartnell's last story, The Tenth Planet. Um, as Glyn Williams, um, to one of the uh, two astronauts on the sort of uh, ill-fated Zeus, uh, Zeus Four uh, rocket ship. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, but actually, one of the, the distinguished things about that it was the first black actor to, to portray an astronaut in in any film or television series in the world at that time, um, which is quite amazing, really. I'd, I'd never, I never realised that. Um, but obviously, he, he'd sort of obviously um, 
starring in other things. I think he's one of the um, first black actors to appear in a have a starring role in a British film as well called uh, Paul of London. That was back in 1951. 51. Um, which I actually I have seen that. I've seen. I think he's uh, popped up on um, talking movies. Yeah, I think it was on. Um, only a, only a few weeks before he died. I think it? it was actually, yeah. Um, and it was the very first film to portray an interracial um, relationship. Um, so it was, uh, you know, way way ahead of its time. But I, I don't think they showed any sorry any intimacy, did they, between the two no. lead characters? They they wouldn't go, they wouldn't go that far um, with that. But uh, yeah. Absolutely un- un- unbelievable. Um, but also, I think he was in. Um... But actually, I don't know whether that was that was on the basis of of race or whether that was just the British mortality, the mentality to to sex anyway at the time. Yeah, I think it was. To be honest, I think it's a bit of both. To be honest with <laughs> yeah. you, I think it was. Um, but he was also in um, Thunderball, um, James Bond movie, um, and he was in a. Sydney Poitier, which I'm not familiar with, A Warm December. I've got no idea um, what that is. But, um, but I mean, obviously he appeared in numerous um, British TV series um, over the years. Things like The Prisoner, um, The Zoo Gang, Dixon and Doc Green, Waking the Dead, Kavanaugh QC, EastEnders, D.L. and Pascoe, and Lovejoy um, as well. Um, and also, and of course, the ubiquitous Crown Court. Crown Court. <laughs> I mean, if Tony was here, he'd tell us exactly who he played. He would do. <laughs> Um, but also in 2009 he was awarded the CBE um, as well um, so that was uh, but I think I think one of the last times I saw he was interviewed um, I think it was to do about sort of you know race in um, in, in the UK he, I think even he got a plug into some I'm still available for acting roles so yes yeah, so, oh, good on you mate good on you any good good actor never never forgets what he's, what he's there for exactly a bit of, bit of self promotion <laughs> why not why not but uh, no so um Sad, but as 102, that's that's a, a damn good age. It really is. Yeah. It really is. But uh, sad nevertheless. But anyway, um, next, unfortunately, the actor Morris Rose, uh, who played Stotts in uh, Peter, seems to be <laughs> sort of like the, the the last stories of certain doctors in the, the Pete Davidson's last uh, story, Case of Androzani, uh, died at the age of 83. Um, so again, Morris Rose is one of those faces on television, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, Someone's, you always, yeah, sorry, you might not necessarily put the name to the face, the, the face to the name when you first hear it, but the minute you see him, you know, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but again, he's one of, another one of those actors. He's in a, a, a unique club um, who was studying Doctor Who and in Star Trek as well, because um, he played a Romulan in Star Trek: Next Generation. So um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's that's quite a, a unique club. That, but also he, he had a, a lead role in Danger UXB, which is uh, again. Been on talking, uh, talking pictures TV um, fairly recently, so um, that's what I really know him from is from that Danger UXP because I was allowed to stop and watch that when I was a kid. Right. So, um, but again, I this is the thing. Eighty three. I never, I would never put him as being that old. No, but then you've got to think back to. So the fact that we're talking, what, 36 years since he appeared in Doctor Who. Oh, I know, so. exactly, exactly. It just, where's, where's the where's the time gone? But uh, I think one of the other things that I, I know from us, what he was in, he played uh, Walden, I think it was Walden Worldwise, I think that, that that's who they 
they the the, the character they ripped of 2000 AD in the uh, Judge Dredd movie, the, the Sylvester Stallone one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was the... Um, yeah, less said about that movie, the better, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but, he, but, he, but he had highs in his acting career as well. <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, dear. So very, it's very sad. But again, 83 is... Well, we said this last time. We keep saying 83 is a good age, but um, I'm approaching 50 in the next week or so. You're already 50. Um, it doesn't seem that far away anymore now, does it, 83? No. <laughs> no. Actually, yeah, going, going back to that, yeah. We're now older than he was when he appeared in Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, I know. <laughs> Cheers for that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to exit now on my Zimmer frame, all right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, so very, very sad. Um, but... Um, I say, but two sort of like sort of very well-known um, uh, sort of parts in Doctor Who as well. So that sort of they they will sort of uh, live on through the DVDs and fandom. So yeah. there we go. So um, anyway, moving on. So as I sort of um, mentioned um, not too long ago, some more uh, Blu-ray news. Obviously, it was announced. I think back in oh crikey, was it was it. End of last or beginning of this year, um, that Fury from the Deep was also getting the. It's hard um, to believe there was a time. Isn't oh, I know it? <laughs> exactly. This year's just been absolutely crazy, isn't it? Um, in, in more ways than one. Um, but obviously, it's been available to pre-order on on places like Amazon uh, for for months now, uh, but no release date. Uh, however, the UK um, is getting the Fury from the Deep Blu-ray uh, release on the fourteenth of September. So we haven't got too long to wait now. I was say, at the day, at the time of recording. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now, this state, this always happens, doesn't that. it? This always happens. Give it a release date, then it get knocked back a few weeks. So, um, yeah. So, but I've seen plenty of stuff um, popping up on my channel on Twitter with with people involved in making the documentaries. Because um, there's uh, obviously there is uh, one called the Cruel Sea Surviving Fury from the Deep, um, and those involved have said it's the best one they've made yet. Right. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Um, so the the the, um, the cover art has been um, released as well. It looks slightly different to what we've had before. Um, I don't know if it's still the same sort of flash animation style that we've that we've been used to or not. It seems to be a a, a, a sort of a a, a cost effective option, doesn't it? Yeah. To be honest, um, I know people sort of laugh at those. I think when I went and saw the um, the faceless ones at uh, the BFI. Um, earlier this year um i think people were laughing at some of the animation because uh, it's a bit stilted uh, especially when you have in fight scenes or chases or, th- or something like that but um hey it, it's never going to be some sort of like japanese anime style thing is it, it it's it's always gonna be done on a budget this kind of thing but i think it works i've really i've, I've really enjoyed them to be honest yeah all right and, and the fact yeah that why they can do it and it actually then allows these episodes some sort of release yeah then it's got to be it's got to be a good thing hasn't it yeah it has it has so but anyway but, but on the um on the sort of the extras for this release you obviously you've got the audio commentaries as i said you've got the cruel sea surviving fury from the deep um uh, documentary you've got original surviving footage behind the scenes eight millimeter footage Animating Fury from the Deep, um, archive interviews with Peter Dane and Victor uh, Pemberton, 
a teaser trailer, photo gallery, the slideshow or the slide audio drama, and uh, the ubiquitous PDF scripts um, as well. Uh, and this is also a three-disc release as well. Yeah. So. Because uh, they are the newest one with the colour or black and white option, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the DVD will cost set you back twenty pounds forty two, Blu-ray twenty five fifty two, or you get the Blu-ray steelbook, which is forty pounds eighty four, uh, and that's from um, Amazon. So there we go, there we go. So uh, I can't wait, actually. I can't wait for that to arrive because it is a story I know nothing about. I because I've never really, I've never dipped my toes into the recon stuff. Uh, that you no. can sort of get online, particularly from I think it's Loose Cannon, who are most famous for doing the um, the recons. But I've I've never really been interested in it, to be honest. <coughs> call no. me a call me a bad fan if you like. But uh, have you have you ever dipped your toes into that, Paul? Not particularly, no. Nah. No, I've heard just some of the where they've done the basically they've turned the surviving audio into a sort of audio book sort of. You know, yeah, the cast thing. I've heard yeah. some of those, but not the actual. No, not not watch the... a, a, a sort of like a slide. Sort yeah, of slide deck of uh, photos or whatever. But uh... what Doctor Who did in its holidays. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the the amount of those you sit from when we were kids, the slideshows. Oh dear. <laughs> oh crikey! <laughs> we didn't have VHS. <laughs> no, exactly. We had to make our own entertainment in those days, didn't we? <laughs> oh dear. So um, that's it for the news. But very, very quickly though, we do have time to quickly make a very quick trip to Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Now, um, this is sort of more, more sort of B and M exclusive um, figure sets, actually. Uh, now. We don't actually know what, what's in them, but apparently there are more um, sort of exclusive sets um, are coming to B&M later this year. Um, and I think we're, the, the website I'm looking at is assuming that it will be sold in the USA by a, um, a, a new distributor, by all accounts. So, um, so here, here we go. So we've got, there's quite a few coming up actually. So what we have, we have a Doctor Who 13th Doctor action figure, blue top. It's a, that's a USA exclusive. So, so it does look like we're getting that one in the UK. Uh, we have uh, History of the Daleks Twin Pack A, and this uh, is featured Daleks from The Chase. Um, is that going to have a hollow Dalek that the Frankenstein's monster chucks on the floor? <laughs> Perhaps, I've no idea. idea. Um, the History of the Daleks Twin Pack B, which is the Daleks' master plan. Uh, then we have uh, Companions of the Fourth Doctor Set B, Friends and Foes of the Thirteenth Doctor Set B, 1975 Unit Terror of the Zygon Set, Fifth Doctor and TARDIS set, uh, Castrovalva. Then we have Ace and Dalek rocket launcher pack. And we have Twelfth Doctor and Davros. Right. Yeah, so quite a sort of a, a nice little nice little mix. It, it's quite surprising, though, the amount of um, mileage they're getting out of, the, of, uh, <laughs> of well, for want of a better description, classic Doctor Who, really. Yeah. But it's interesting that there's, there is the, the market still. Yeah, I mean they do go, I mean they do get snapped up. Um, you know, it, it's 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 quite telling though that there's not a lot of um, sort of merchandise tied in with the the current um, sort of incarnation of of, of the series. Um, but maybe that will change after the Christmas special. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But 
because we'll have some different Daleks ball accounts. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, but that that was it, really. That was it. So it was a very, very quick sort of like look at, or peek into Omega's Tech Corner this week, or this month, I should say. Because um, as we all know, COVID-19 has pretty much put the mockers on everything, hasn't it? Yes. It has. Um, so I think we, we did try um, to come up with some way of trying to do uh, an audio commentary um, with, with Tony as well. But I, I think... Um, Tony's lack of um, technical ability is going to make it damn near impossible, isn't it? <laughs> Which is a shame. Which is a shame. I think the ice skating judges were only giving him 2.1, wasn't they? Technical ability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he's lucky, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So anyway, uh, folks, that, that's it for news and tat uh, for this month. So coming up next, we're going to be talking about the mark of the Rani. So for another month then, that was the news. lucky people listening at home because now we're going to talk about the mark of the rani and uh, as i said at the beginning we're looking at the um sort of, sort of slight comparisons between the the target novelization and the televised version um as well so um i, I believe this month it's my turn to start proceedings isn't it yes it is it is okay um i'm, I'm going to start off with with the book before I start getting onto the the, the 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 TV version, um, I don't know about about you, Paul, but I actually quite enjoyed the book. I I I quite enjoyed it as as a as a as a quick read, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, I don't, yeah, the the story actually isn't that bad a story. No, it's not. And, um, you know, if if you can. Sort of allow for the the fact that it's it's a bit of a historical romp. Yeah, yeah. Through <laughs> mostly through the truth um, of the period. But <laughs> then, then yeah, no, it's 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 okay actually. Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't too difficult to wasn't too much of a a pain to read. No, no, I I, I, I did actually like it. You know, um, and I think it was the According to the wiki page, and I'm not going to disagree with this. I think it's right. Actually, it's the first story to to feature historical characters since the Gunfighters. I can't think of any other um, story in between that actually had historical characters in it. Hmm. We've had we've had other historical stories. Yeah, but not actual. But not actual from history. Yeah, people. Yeah. So in this one, it's the the sort of Lord Ravensworth and and obviously George Stevenson, um, yeah, as well. But uh, but I I must admit though, the um, I think the the book, I don't know, it didn't go too much into sort of recreating more of the how can I put the, the the grime of the time, if you see what I mean. No, I it yeah, it didn't the. The one thing you've got to say about the book is it doesn't really add masses to the to the story. Yeah. 
there yeah, I mean, isn't I, I, a huge. No, I mean obviously they filmed it at the Iron Bridge um, Gorge Museum, didn't they? Yeah. Um, well, no, it wasn't. It was actually the Bliss Hill Victorian Town and the Coalport China Museum is where they actually filmed. But it's, it's operated by Iron Ironbridge Gorge Museum Trust. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously that's always going to look a bit clean as well because it's a museum. Yeah, I think mean, to, yeah. to a certain extent, it's that actually the the location, the TV location, and the book are actually quite fine as well. I mean, it wasn't because because they did actually get out and they did get to the to yeah. film outside. Yeah, wasn't it because they got a free film crew for a week or something that they was able to do that? Oh, the I... film crew had been booked for something else that then didn't happen. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was there was something, something sort of quite fortuitous happened to. Uh, yeah, because a lot of this is filmed outside, isn't it? Actually, it must be one of the most outside episodes as well. Yeah, because the only real in it, inside sets are the the bathhouse and the the office. Yeah. Now you've got the bathhouse, the office, and the um, work room. And a little bit of stuff in the in the in the mine shaft as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much running around streets. It is the... really, yeah. Yeah. So, which so... I think probably actually helps the TV version to stick to the, or help helps get the TV version get the same sort of feel as the book. Yeah, exactly. I do feel the book though did try to um, overcompensate for northern accents. There were lots of tuts <laughs> and. And so to, you know, took to mine and think you know, go to bathhouse and yeah, yeah. It was it was a little bit it was a little bit OTT on that, but uh, but I think one of the complaints about the TV version is the wandering northeast accents as well. So because <laughs> they do tend to wander a little bit, that that is true. Um, but uh, now I think that the the, the thing is because obviously I think that wasn't this Pip and Jane Baker's first story submitted to Doctor Who. Um, and I don't think oh. it's as it's as bad as its reputation suggests. Actually, no. I mean, like I say, it's it it isn't actually a bad story. No, it it works. I think it the fact that the master plays more with the Rani than the Doctor, I think, helps this story as well. If you're going to have the master in it. Actually, that that was going to be one of my criticisms about this. I I felt it didn't need the master, or it didn't need the Rani. Yeah, well, I got yeah, I get a feeling that wasn't the original idea was that they was going to have a a new time lord. Yeah, but I think they just felt that they wanted to put the master in there for some reason as to also. Have that as a as an option, yeah. Which I I I feel it didn't need. To be honest, was it um, one of the um things that go with this? One of the uh documentaries or whatever that goes with this episode. Yeah, wasn't it? It might even have actually been Colin Baker saying that. Anthony only viewed this as his series in which the Doctor sometimes appeared. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was I was doing a little bit of. Um... So I don't know whether something in that was the fact that they was actually. 
sort well, of under pressure if they was going to bring another Time Lord in that they didn't want to anger him too much by not having him in him <laughs> as well. Well, I, th- I think the, the thing is, I it's been on sort of various um, sort of DVD documentaries when, when you know they talk about Antiane and they said all, they said all, of it, all he ever wanted to play was the master. And cricket. Um, and cricket. Yeah, he, he, did, he didn't want to. He didn't want to work anything else because apparently he, he sort of built up a little bit of a, um, a sort of a fortune oh. for himself. Yeah. So he, he did, he, he was, yeah, act, acting was pretty much a, a a hobby rather than yeah, or could be looked upon as a hobby. Yeah. So he just he, he was, just wanted to do the yeah. last all the time. So well, fair play to him, really. In acting and cricket, he was more a gentleman than a player, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the. Uh... What? What didn't? Um... I know we're going right way off topic here. Wasn't there something about anti-alien money? Wasn't he extremely tight, or he, he negotiated better deals than the rest of the actors, or something? Because I remember there's a, a little bit of sort of behind the scenes, or jealousy, or rivalry, or something, something to do with money. There was something, yeah, that yeah. he wasn't um, the the most generous. He knew the value of a pound note. Oh yes, say. yes, indeed. In, in, in those days. <laughs> I'll bring back the pound notes. I'm fed up walking around with, with bloody clinker in my pocket all the time. So. <laughs> and there's, there's a Luddite attitude for you. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to smash up some ATM machines now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the things that give you the pound notes. <laughs> no, no, just you want you want a human being handing out money. That's what you want. Who wants? <laughs> that's it jobs for the workers mate that's what it's all <laughs> oh dear I, I thought it was you that flew the red flag for this podcast mate so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's an interesting period of history the Luddite thing um, and I think I mean really to be honest they, they could have almost done a, 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 a pure historical without any master or Rani um, interventions, to be honest, because it actually happened. Others sort of like trying to sort of make out yeah. that the the Rani had a bit of a um, a hand in sort of. Well, it didn't have a hand in creating no, the, she, the, the she, Luddite she, movement. Though. She she just looked for opportunities yeah. where people were were running riot. Yeah. So that what she did to people would be put down to that rather than yeah. anyone looking for an unusual occurrence. Yeah. But I think it would have just. I think you know, if you took the Nasser and the Rani out, or basically the whole science fiction element out um, of this, um, I think it would have been equally as effective. Actually, yeah. I mean, I think actually the whole reason, getting back to the reason of why is the Master in this as well as the Rani, yeah, is because I suspect if you don't have the Master in there blundering around, the Rani gets away with it. Well, really, yeah. Because he, he I mean, does, you know, yeah, you're right. He does screw it up he's, for it. He's the it? one. He's the one who who messes everything up as usual. Yeah, <laughs> he's you know, his brilliant plans to do things uh, are always that he's the the comic book villain, isn't he? Oh god. Whereas yeah, actually, yeah. she is probably just you know has no interest really in the Doctor at all. Well, no, and we have just I, carried I... on. Quite comfortably without his interference. Well, I think that's one of. The, I mean, I, I don't. Okay, I don't mind the Rani as a character because it is the. 
he's, he's, he's different to the master. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's a she's a villain, but she's got no interest in like in real like world domination or, or taking over the universe or anything like that. She, it's very very compared to the master, she's quite low key, and it's more about the sort of scientific interest with her, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which, she's, which she, I, her reasons for doing things are quite, quite clear. Yeah. And logical, whereas the master just seems to bumble around. Bumble with around, this idea being a bit of sort of spiteful to the uh, to yeah, the, yeah. That he's going to take the over the take over everything. Well, yeah. But no, no, I, th- I think it's I think it's it's quite a um, it's a good character. It's just a shame that the. When you see it in in the future stories, you know um, Tom and the Rani and um, was it Dementors in Time? You've you've got two really really poor sort of plot stories, plots, whatever you want to call it. Really, it, it's just yeah. yeah, not good at all. So it's it's a shame she's been sort of under the character's sort of been underserved. I think since this. Yeah. As, I, as I say, I don't think this is a bad story at all. I think you could. Um, I think with with Okay, with the master and the Rani, it works well. I think it would work better with with one or the other. Um, but as I said, I think. I, mean, it, I think it, what it, what it was to show without, was without the, either of them, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I think it was to show was that that all not all time lords were as demented as the master. No, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, um, he's, he's plans of world of universal domination have never been that watertight, have they? So no. Absolutely not. Oh, at least in the book we actually get a, a some explanation as to how he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. You don't get in which the, you don't get at all. In the, the TV, uh, it's just yeah, news of my demise. Is, yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just that thing. The master's back. He, how? Who cares? Really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always so been like the, that, isn't it? You yeah, know? it's just what Stephen Moffat said, wasn't it, when he was bringing him back, saying, well, you know. Nobody's cared about how the master survived before, so why should they start now? So the thing is, at the time, uh, I, so I've got to admit, when, and I've said this many, many times, so forgive me for, for repeating myself, but when Colin Baker was the Doctor, I very rarely watched it. I was sort of drifting in and out of Doctor, and I'm more drifted out than in, if, I, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. But I'm not conscious of any back then of any fans saying well, it was in, how could the master possibly return or how can Davros possibly return after this happened in the previous story and it just seemed people didn't seem to care then did they no, but now I mean, to, everything... be, to, to be honest they, 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 they didn't have the platform to to, to, to moan as such did they well you no know, but you, it, it, you, it you seemed... can't you can't suddenly instantly go to the, during the episode as it's being broadcast go to Twitter and whatever and, and get your anger out there well, no, it's true. It's true, but it, it just seems people's attitudes to that kind of thing have changed now. That they, they can't. How can I put it? They, they can't seem to accept. Yeah. A character's back for no reason other than there's some I know. throwaway line to explain it, and yeah. that, then that's an end to it. You know. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, by by the time someone had found the stamp to send off their letter of complaint, they might have calmed down. Well, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you did. You did get some nutters right into points of view, though, didn't you? So, yeah. Why, oh, why, oh, why? <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, so. well, I can say, I, I mean, coming back to the the, 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 t- the TV version of this, you know, I, I did like the, the sets in this. I thought the, um, sort of like the, 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 the bathhouse set um, 
that the, the Rani was, you know, her base, um, I thought was fairly well realised and, and rather big for a BBC set. I felt actually. Um, my, actually, on, on the other hand, to that, my thought on it was actually that it seemed too big a set for what was supposed to be a small little mining town. Yeah, yeah. And she seemed to have the biggest house in the, in the village. Well. You, you can sort of imagine, sort of in in reality, a bathhouse that would look more like the opium den from uh, Talons of Wen Chiang, to be honest. Mm. You know, sort of a bit grubby, um, some some dirty old baths there. You know, and, mm. and, and, you know, more than likely, you're using someone else's bath water as well, to be honest. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the argument that oh, the water's only going to be warm for so long is probably true. Yeah. On that, yeah. If you exactly. got, didn't get there early, then. You might end up getting out dirtier than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you went in. Yeah, coming in a nice layer of scum on you. Yeah, precisely. That's. Uh... But no, I, I mean, I, I think as a set goes, I think it's one thing the BBC has always done well, and, and that's those historical dramas and historical sets. Yeah, and, and uh, as I say, because because such a lot of this, because they could go and film outside in the museum and whatever. Yeah. You prob- they probably could then go to. They had a bit more leeway on the sets because you weren't trying to build and dismantle sets to do different scenes. Yeah, because you yeah, had so it. few actual sets needed. You could probably actually. They probably had more time to actually get them right mm. than than not. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I agree. I agree. It's because uh... I think if you think about. Because most of Doctor Who, you know, in in this particular period of the show, it was all set in the future or different planets or you know, yeah, or, or, you know, things like that. And obviously, a BBC budget, and I think sometimes also the imagination didn't carry off futuristic sets that well. I think this is this is the thing we've noticed by doing the the book review compared to the TV, isn't it? Because yeah. not about you, like I tend to read the book first and then. I do. The I TV. do it the other way around, actually. Funnily enough, oh, right. but, uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do it that way, and obviously, <laughs> it just sort of brings the sense of disappointment even more with the TV version. It, yeah, it's Cause, right. Because my imagination's had a chance to build the sets. Yeah. Although <laughs> no, I didn't although, have a budget. To, I, I say, although to be, to be to be fair, Pip and Jane Bacon are not the most descriptive of writers, are they? No. It's it's very much a a straightforward sort of TV script to, to novelisation conversion. Yeah, it's... I mean, I thought we might have got some more of the backstory of the planet that the Rani had screwed up. Yeah, you know, I thought we might you might have even had a prologue of that. Yeah, it's it's not even a. Um... But you don't get any more in the in the in the book than you do. On the TV, considering no. that is the whole reason why she's there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, but I, I've got to. Be, I don't want to talk about too much about Pip and Joan Baker because um, you, know, you don't know this, Paul. But I hope I'm hoping the next video podcast will be about Pip and Joan Baker, right? Um, and it's kind of going to be um, in defence of Pip and Joan Baker, actually. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> Good it's, luck it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a hatchet <laughs> job on, on, on the on the on the pair of them. So, um, right. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be the next the next vidcast. So yes, yeah, so I don't want to sort of discuss them too much, um, but I th- yeah I think the yeah it's it's certainly not a sort of Terence Dix or a Malcolm Hulk 
style novelisation, is it? No. I mean, you get the feeling that we basically they they did just uh, edit their scripts into book form. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does. See, there's. There's. I mean, even down to the dialogue isn't radically different either. It's, it's so much practically word for word, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, I found myself found myself a reading the book and then watching the TV, thinking Matt's actually needed Tony here to, to give his expert view on was Toby really a. <laughs> a drink in those days. Ah, uh, no, no, up. no. I, I took it as the to- the Toby Jug. Ah, that's what I took it as. Yeah, I don't think. T- I think no. Toby Bitter was very much a product of the nineteen eighties. I think so. this is what I was thinking. <laughs> it did seem to me to be. S- sorry, sorry to all non UK listeners out there, but um, no, t- Toby Bitter was briefly. I'm not even sure it was popular. At all, but it, it was always been advertised, and we used to we used to drink it in a a pub in um, Lewisham, didn't we? Yeah, but, uh, but would totally would have been around the time this episode was written and produced. It, yes, it which is sort of made me, which sort of made me wonder whether that was just. Yeah, no, no I, I took it to eight, no, I took... the nineteen eighties creeping into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know some of the. Um... Pip and Jane Baker's scripts have not been scientifically accurate, but if I mean, Goff, if they if they're beer inaccurate, I mean that would set Tony off, wouldn't it? I mean, I, well, I mean, yeah, we'd we we, we if, if he had been here and that wasn't accurate, then we'd have we'd have had a storming out. I think. I think we would have done. We would have done. No, no, I, I think it was meant referring to the the, the Toby Jug ah, or anything right. else, but uh, which would which would make sense in the in the context of the period this story is set, but uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. But uh, no, I mean, um, are we getting on to the to the? I think one thing that's sort of carried across from um, the TV series, it, it, the televised version, I have to say, in, into the book, was the the Doctor and Perry's relationship, and this is the bickering Doctor, sixth Doctor and Perry, isn't it? Which I'm yeah. not overly fond of, to be honest. Yeah. It's well. It's the fact that there, yeah. There's no every everything he argues with her, isn't it? There's there's no. Uh, yeah, either argues with her or, or doesn't of, tell her what's going on, which makes her yeah, whine yeah, even more. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he it, just sees her as someone to to, to go away and hide. Really, doesn't? Yeah, he? exactly. Yeah. But I did like the sort of the cross talking between the master and the Rani, for argument's sake. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I said. I think that's yeah. that that was actually that was good. What, yeah, yeah, that did that did work better. Um, but any but any and, time the Doctor interacted with with different characters other than Perry, it it, it worked because it, you you would think he would tell Perry what's going on, but with the other like you know like um, what's we call it like George Stevenson or. Um, or what was it, Lord Ravensworth. Ravensworth? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you could make yeah, they'd be completely bamboozled by what he's saying. Yeah, you know that 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 makes that makes absolute sense. So, um, mm. you know, he he wouldn't bother trying to explain things to him because they would just wouldn't understand. You know, it's, it, it's oh. practically witchcraft. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, talking of Lord Ravensworth, I have to say this now. Having said about reading the book and then getting my own image of people and that. Oh yeah, yeah. So having done that, of course, then watch the TV version. Oh, it's Charlie Hungerford. 
Well, the other thing is with the Jack Wall character, Peter Charles, I keep thinking of Minder. Yeah. He was the policeman who wasn't um, Chisholm. Yeah. Was it Reichardt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, folks, we're talking about other t- <laughs> British television series now, but um, I dare say Terence Alexander popped up in Minder as well, actually, but uh, I won't be surprised. And, and Luke Ward, the, uh, the character, Gary Cady, he was in loads of things in the 80s as well. Um, but I can't I can't place. I used to get him mixed up with... Um, oh, who was the the guy who was in that Penelope Keith sitcom? We, we, he, was, he was the younger... The younger man she had the affair with, Christopher something or other. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get those two. Actually, I think they were in something together. Were they in that? Um, possibly. Oh, and that Bojest Sunday serial, the BBC did in the in the early eighties. May have been. I think. I think. I think he had a had a had a. Um, basically, took took up a period drama for the BBC as as part of his acting career. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think his other period was... things I've seen him in actually that that does that does ring a bell. To be honest, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, now the, the I, I must talk about the the, the Rani's Tardis set, which I think is brilliant. Actually, I, I, I you know it's one of the better futuristic sets that they the BBC. Or Doctor Who production team put together in that period. I think I, yeah. I, I really like it. Um, and it's interesting thing, you know, with, with the, the, the 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 dinosaur embryos in the jars and everything. It's quite a, um, a strange thing to have in there. But at the end, when the Doctor, obviously after the Doctor has, has sabotaged the navigational systems and was it the velocity regulator? Yeah. In the Rani's Tardis. Now. I was when the jars falls to the floor and smashes and starts to and it starts to grow because it's because of the time spillage apparently. Now, the master and the rani are, are, are pinned up against the wall because, as it says in the book, it was almost to do with like the centrifugal forces. Yeah. So why wasn't the dinosaur? Why wasn't the dinosaur? Yeah. Splattered on the wall. As yeah. Well. <laughs> One splattered embryo. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now the other thing as well because it's been it's been a while since I'd last watched. Um, I mean, Mark actually, I must admit the actual description of the dinosaur growing in the book was quite good. It was quite good, it's... And, and certainly beats the visual representation. Well, I was going to say because it's it's been a long time since I've seen it, and and um, my memory certainly cheated me on this occasion because I do I do seem to remember it was a lot better than it actually was. <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember it got a lot bigger than it actually. Did. Yeah, same here, same here actually. Um, but watching it back now, and it's the fakest looking. Well, it's not even a. I don't even call it a puppet. It doesn't really move, does it? To be honest. No. Um, yeah, it's. Um, well, the the dinosaur in Toy Story is more realistic looking, isn't it? I, I was going to say. I was going to say that the the T Rex invasion of the dinosaurs was more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, no. I was. I certainly was. Uh, yeah, my memory did play tricks on me there. Certainly, it really, it yeah. really did. It really did. But, uh, but no, I mean, you know, I coming back to the book, I thought it was it was quite a good read, actually. Um, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I, I was when, when I suggested doing this one. I, oh, oh God, what have I, what 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 have I sort of let ourselves in for here? Um, 
but I, I quite enjoyed it actually. I thought it was, it was it was it was fun. I just thought it was a fun a fun kind of story, really. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly <laughs> certainly not the worst six Doctor story. That's for sure. Oh God, no, no. Um, there, there is certainly certainly worse out there. Um, to, to, to be sure. So, <laughs> I mean, and and oh yeah, sorry. Just just as as, as fandom thoughts spreading to my oh, mind. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing to come from the TV series, TV mm. episode, is the Master's sonic device obviously works on wood. Because when he opens up the bathhouse door, it's a wooden plank across it, and he, which he manages to... Oh, God, yes, he does, isn't he? <laughs> well, B, yes, you're right. Just from someone, someone didn't get that memo later on, did they? It's <laughs> already been done. Well, the, actually, the other thing, talking about the, the, the Masters um, Tissue Compression Eliminator, just referred to as the TCE in the book, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> I don't were they trying to say print or something? Cause that's quite, it is quite a mouthful, that. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, in the TV series, obviously, when the Master uses that, that, that particular weapon, you see the miniaturised victims on the floor. Yeah. Um, but in... The TV series and in the book also, they they appear to have forgotten that as well, um, because they just sort of disappear. Yeah, it's more of a yeah. You, you of, just basically evaporates them rather than yeah, rather compresses them as you say. They evaporate yeah. or, or vaporize instead. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's just one thing that sort of um, made me sort of again random thoughts like like yourself yeah. there a minute ago. But, uh, I don't know, and obviously. It does look it does look a bit phallic, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It, it's definitely yeah, when, it, when, it, he, when it, he when he ordered that discretion was guaranteed, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it came in, in, in the in the, the, the plain wrappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes as a bundle with, with some with some French postcards. <laughs> 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 no, it's um. No, I think it, it, it's really for those lonely nights in the TARDIS, actually. <laughs> Master's feeling a bit lonely. Missing the Doctor. There you are. But, uh... Now, actually, we, we, we do have a, 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 um, a couple of um, items, items of feedback um, from, from our listeners. And um, as I said, only a couple. It's not what we usually get when we ask for feedback, um, obviously. Uh, it, it, this one isn't popular in, in the in the court of Doctor Who, but uh, but anyway, I, I, I shall go through them anyway. So first, we, we're Stu Guttridge, I Stu, and he says, uh, "Decent story, nice historical setting. Even if the Rani overshadows the Master, less said less said about Perry's dress, the better, though. Yes, that is an appalling dress. Yeah, considering where she was going, Kew Gardens. Were, was was that the?" Um, the fashion of the time, I, 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 in Victorian era, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, there must be a, a, a. There's obviously a limited wardrobe. Obviously, obviously. Um, next up, we have Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff, a, a regular contributor when, when we do ask for feedback. So, hi, Jeff. He says uh, one of Colin Baker's better stories, but that's hardly a ringing endorsement. A good idea for a story at its heart, but not, with not enough threat or excitement to fill out two longer episodes. Kate O'Mara's The Rani is good and an interesting character, but the addition of the Master brings nothing to the story. 
and to hell with that tree. Yes, we haven't spoken about the tree, have we? No. No, <laughs> we've, we've, we've managed to avoid the tree. Um, yeah, of, of all the... Works works very much better in the book. It does. Um, but as a... Oh, I don't know. Does it, does it work as a... Not a plot device, but as a as an evil thing for the Rani to do. I shall turn someone into a tree. I just convert. Why would you do that? I know again, it's that whole thing about she experiments. But but no, experiment, my biggest problem about this is, is this is Doctor Who pushing its green <laughs> values on our viewers. Oh, <laughs> we don't need it. Why oh why oh why yes. <laughs> Ramming it down our throats, aren't they? Environmentalism, ramming it down our throats. Yeah. Doctor Who exactly, never does you know? that, does it? No. Overpopulation, turn people into trees. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, as as yeah, plot devices go, it's an odd one. Yeah. It's a very odd one. Um, and, yeah, and, and when sort of the, the, the Luke Wall character is still basing out a sentient tree that saves Perry... Um, yeah, it, it looked ridiculous. To be honest, it really did. It was a. F- it was something you get on. Um, sort of, it's a knockout. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> sort of a, a foam rubber tree, sort of like carrying a big bucket of coloured water <laughs> to pour into. <laughs> yeah, whereas actually in the book, where you could imagine it just being a sort of wispy arm sort of thing that sort of catches well, her that you're yeah, not quite sure whether it's actually just been blown in the wind or well the other thing as well it says in the in, in, in the description of the tree in the book and obviously i don't think a bbc budget was ever going to realize this um no. was that he still sort of partially carried luke wall's features because you get that odd um epilogue at the back of the in the book don't you where they arrive at q which is yeah. the only bit actually that does sort of Add to it a bit, yeah. Add to it, yeah. And she looks at a flower and it seems to have the face of a cavalier, yeah. Which sort of suggests then is this something that's the Morani's been doing in, a, for... in another time period? Yeah, exactly. Yes, because yeah. she says about the because when he says about the when she comes to there, she says about the civil war, doesn't she? And the mm. and whatever as times a thing. So is that supposed to be carried in that this is? Obviously, an odd, an odd mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, just yeah. Why? It's, yeah, it's why? Just it's a, bit it's of a, a why. very odd thing to do. It, it is. It's very strange. Um, but hey, it's it's Doctor Who. You know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened in Doctor Who. Let's let's be perfectly honest. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I I think I think it's an okay. I think it's a good story. Not not a good story. It's, it's it's a fun story. I wouldn't say it's not it's not a classic of Doctor Who, but um, I I thought it was quite a an enjoyable read. And watching it again after a long time, um, I quite enjoyed that as well. If I'm honest with you. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It, it's it's almost splits into two things: fun, the Rani and the Masters bickering. Yeah. Not so fun, Perry and the Doctors bickering. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree because the the master and, and the Rani are, are both. Well, neither of them want want to be in, entangled with the other, do they? No, really. Um, so that you can understand the bickering, and the, and the double crossing and, and things like that. Whereas, well, the, well, actually, the master does. I think the 
well, the he, realizes he's, he's, that yeah, he's using it for his own ends. I think he will double cross her as soon as he can. Yeah, really. And she's basically stuck with him because she's he's nicked her. That was the thing, actually. For someone so intelligent, she falls for the same trick twice, doesn't she? Oh God, yeah. One with the maggots, maggots, maggots. Yeah. yeah, and the other one with the, the fluid. Yeah. Is <laughs> it? Oh, I'll just keep. I'll just hold it out to you twice. You know, both of these things twice for you to to snatch from me. Oh dear, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was. Um, yeah, that that bit was pretty weak, really, wasn't it? To fall for the as you say, fall for the same thing yeah. twice. It, at least have the master be a little bit more uh, cunning and deceptive yeah. than, than rather than just snatch it out of someone's hand. You know. So. Well, I suppose it just shows his lightning-fast reflexes, if anything else. Yes. But uh, anyway, I, I think I haven't really got much more to, to, to say on this one. You, have you got anything else to say before we sort of no, wrap no, this one that, up? No, no. I that think... is... Uh... I'm just, just, just looking at the things I was saying about working titles for this was Enter the Rani. And I've now just got this image of if it being all done to the... To sort of soundtrack of Enter the Dragon. <laughs> well, with that phallic looking <laughs> tissue compression emulator, I don't think Enter the Rani would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You definitely have to take the master out of that <laughs> if they use that title. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Right then, everybody. So um, yeah, so I think that that just wraps up this little um, little um, review and, and, and podcast this month. Um, so next month we're back with a big finish in September, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, big finish one. We haven't decided what that is yet. Um, I can't remember which doctor we covered last. Actually, I think that was tenth. Uh, tenth. Oh right. Well, the world's our oyster then, isn't it? Really? Yes. Yes. So we can go where we like with this one. So yeah, we'll announce that. Um, um, so sort of A when we made our mind up, and uh, B when we post it up on our Facebook page. Yeah. So there we are. There we are. So, uh, but hopefully before then, um, there might be a video podcast, as I as I alluded to earlier. Uh, there might be one coming out in, in between. Um, but at the moment in the UK, it is too bloody hot to be sitting there with with uh, studio lights pointing at me. <laughs> We're gonna have a sort of, sort of record breaking heat wave again, aren't we? This weekend coming up and, and next week as well, I think. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will get round to recording it when it cools down a little bit. It, it is only this this uh, pandemic that's probably stopping us from doing a, a, a commentary, isn't it? Because we usually wait till it gets this hot before we do. We, 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 we usually have the hottest day of the year and then do a commentary, but uh... and then cram into cram into a room with the telly and turn all the fans, fans off, off and try and so but at least we have a, a sort of cooling drinks don't we to uh, yes the life-giving alcohol to take the edge off but uh yeah we no we we are we would desperately like to do some more commentaries because um we enjoyed doing them and it's a good excuse for us to get together um but unfortunately um sort of covid has put the, the <laughs> put the mockers on that as is tony's um technological ability as well yes so uh yeah so we'll have to uh we're back to the drawing board on that one and unless <laughs> which is about tony's technical it is ability. actually yes <laughs> <laughs> can we can we get, get do a commentary using stick men <laughs> <laughs> oh dear 
Right, everybody. So that wraps up this month, then, before we insult Tony anymore. So uh, until <laughs> next time, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And it's goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.